Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As we all continue to deal with this new world that we live in, this new reality of not having sports in our life, not having an NCAA tournament, being bunkered down at home, I figured I'd bring on this guy to kind of let him vent a little bit. And there's also a lot of NFL news to get to, so we can talk about how the market and how the futures may change because of Tom Brady now going to Tampa and a lot of the other moves that have been made. This guy's as good as it gets. Check him out on SportsGrid. They got a good thing going. He's doing all sorts of content live from his apartment. Our good buddy analyst Jared Smith is nice enough to give us a couple minutes. Jared, my boy, how you hanging? JJ, man, taking a break from the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm marathon today, uh, hopping on with you. I, you know, it's funny. I was trying not to think about all of the, the basketball we would have been watching today. I tried to stay away from that thought, considering that this would have been the opening day. We probably just been wrapping up about an hour or two ago, uh, the opening round of the NCAA tournament, the first day, which is, you know, hands down the best day, uh, the best couple of days uh, in all of sports. But uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of time on my hands, a lot of cleaning the apartment, a lot of binge-watching, a lot of shows. But still, a lo- lot of football. NFL markets are open for business, J.J. That's the one thing that's kind of still pushing along here. No question about it, Jared. And I was in the exact same boat. I was kind of in denial about the fact that yeah. we don't have college basketball to watch. I've been that way for basically a week. We got a couple mm-hmm. of beverages about three or four weeks ago. If you would have told me that <laughs> night that we wouldn't have conference tournaments to the NCAA tournament. I wouldn't have believed you in a million years. But, Jared, as I'm going back and I'm checking through Instagram right before I get on the air, I go through and I see the March Madness page. And as great as it was to relive Akeem Oryx block in 2003, (laughs) watch the Virginia-Purdue finish from last year, they have the little, like, 10, 15-second highlight packages. But, geez, man. Having that void of the first four days of the NCAA tournament, not having that as a part of our life. I mean, listen, there are bigger problems in the world. I totally understand that. We want to make sure everybody is safe, healthy, and taking care of what they need to do. But, man, as a sports fan, that flat out stinks. Well, it's tough because usually when things like this happen in the world and and we're kind of hurting a little bit, we use this, you know, sports as our outlet. And, and now, you know, it, it's been taken away from us this time around when we're dealing with a lot of these real-world problems. So it's kind of the, you know, the sports fan in all of us is kind of, you know, figuring out a way to kind of navigate this. And ways, I mean, I was betting on Madden simulations last night. With How about that? Friend. I'm you know, proud I mean, of like, you for that. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, what, the odds decent on that? They decent on that at least? <laughs> 
Yeah, we were going. It was the Bleacher Report betting. I've got some friends that uh, work out there, so we were trying to, you know, boost the uh, boost the stream numbers. So we were retweeting it and everything. And you know, they did a Super Bowl rematch, Niners and Chiefs. And then I think last night we did. Uh, I think actually no, last night we did Chiefs Ravens. Uh, a couple nights ago, we did uh, we did Niners Cowboys. You know, I mean, you know, we're not paying any money or anything, but we're having some fun on Twitter. We're going back and forth. We're trading some jabs, just trying to do anything to take our mind off stuff. The odds have been pretty good, though. You know, I mean, you can get some pretty good prices if uh, you know you can feel you can get some good dogs. I got the Cowboys a plus three and a half against the Niners last night in Madden simulation. Cowboys won it outright. How about that? All right, let's get to some serious <laughs> NFL stuff, my friend. Yeah. How stoned were you when you found out that Tom Brady was leaving the Patriots to go to Tampa Bay? I was actually pretty surprised. You know, we, we, we saw it in the odds market over the last week or two. Uh, it, it, it opened at a very high price of him to stay, like minus 1000 uh, and And then it kept moving down throughout the course uh, of, you know, February and then early March. And I would say over the last week or two, it kind of bottomed out around, you know, minus 120, minus 130, minus 140, somewhere in that range. And then the odds steadily went up throughout the week before, you know, the weekend and then, and then the first couple of days before he announced. And it, it topped out around minus 200. And about that spot, I'm like, all right, you know, it looks like he's going to go back to New England. We hadn't really heard anything, you know, in the immediate, you know, right before he, he made that announcement. So I was kind of thinking that they were figuring it out. They were having some negotiations. Uh, and then he drops that bombshell on social media that he's leaving. And we didn't know who he was going to just yet. But obviously, once they announced that he was leaving, the odds changed dramatically. I, 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 guess I'm, I guess I'm surprised that I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he wanted to move on, but I am surprised that he kind of did it in this way. I, I really did think that he was going to leave and I'm mean, sorry, he, he was going to finish his career in New England. And I, I thought that was the right move for him in terms of his legacy. Now he's got a little bit more meat on the bone here, JJ. He's got something to prove in Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, I, I don't really think, you know, he could just walk out the door and just walk onto a new team and all of a sudden everything's going to be great. There's going to be some growing pains here. This is a team with a great offense, but this is also a new team. It's got an interesting fan base. It doesn't have the pedigree that New England does. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting transition for him, I think, especially with no real offseason right now. No training camp OTAs. We don't know what that's going to be like. Going to a new team right now is a very difficult thing to do. Consistency sometimes is the best thing, and, and, and Tom's going to have to have a new normal. Now, Jared, obviously it's going to change as we move closer and closer to the season. The draft is going to be next month. As far as how the NFC South will shake out from an odd standpoint, New Orleans still going to be the favorites in this division. Sure. I mean, they've won it the last three years. They go and they bring in Malcolm Jenkins. They're bringing him back to be in the secondary. And Drew Brees is going to be back at quarterback. What are we looking at, though, for a price on Tampa to win the division? And what do you think the odds for the win-loss total are going to be? Right around nine, nine and a half? Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I was surprised when it opened. Actually, FanDuel today or uh, yesterday on uh, Thursday, they opened up the win totals and they opened up the division markets. And so that's, you know, kind of open season for me once it's legal here uh, in New Jersey. And, you know, they get these, uh, you know, at first I just saw them in Vegas at Circa. And then yesterday they opened them up here uh, for the uh, East Coast markets to kind of get their first grip of this. Tampa Bay plus 175 to win the NFC South. Not a big difference there between them and New Orleans, who's minus 110. And so, you know, if you really like the Bucs, you're paying a premium right now for a team, you know, that hasn't really had a ton of success in this division of late. Clearly, they've, they've been in the mix, and, you know, Winston had his problems last year, but this was still a very talented football team. Win total-wise, you're also going to have to pay a premium, J.J. You're going to have to pay uh, some big-time money 
if you want to get them at over eight and a half wins, minus 140 right now. And, you know, I, I think the market's cl- clearly pushing this up. It's the Tom Brady effect. I don't necessarily think I'm going to pay that premium. I do think Tampa Bay can be a nine-win team very easily, but I, I, I think that that is more of a I would rather pay them at eight at a push than have to win nine games and have to pay a big price for it. So I, I think the Tom Brady premium is certainly in full effect right now. It's kind of pushing the number up to what we saw with the Cleveland Browns last year when everyone was on them and there was all the hype and you know they made the big moves in the offseason. I don't necessarily think I want to pay for that. But I certainly think Tampa Bay could be successful this season. They've got all the tools. I mean, and I'm hearing that more players now, you know, the bat signal's been raised down there in Tampa Bay. People want to come and play with Tom Brady. So I think they could still make some more moves, which could even push this number up even more. We've got Jared Smith, Sports Grid, breaking down the impact of a Brady going to Tampa. The NFL free agency period, which has been hot and heavy over the last few days. All right, let's go to New England in the AFC. Do you still get the sense, Jared, from an odd standpoint, they will be the favorites to win this division? It does look that way right now. Uh, I I personally like Buffalo. I think Buffalo has has done a little bit more. I mean, certainly they've done more, but I I think they're a little bit more of a complete team. And again, in this offseason of uncertainty with what we're seeing with mini camps and, and, you know, we just don't know what kind of offseason program these teams are going to have as as this virus kind of, you know, filters out and and we kind of have a new normal in the NFL. So the one thing I like to keep consistent is if you have the same quarterback the same coach, the same coordinator, that battery, kind of like we think of it in baseball, if you're bringing that to another year, you're going to be at, at an advantage. If your quarterback does not have to learn a new system, if, if you have the same head coach, and, and, and what Buffalo's done with McDermott and obviously Josh Allen and Brian Dable as well has done a great job as offensive coordinator, they get to carry that over to another year. And, and Stephon Diggs now, you add him into the mix, which is, you know, the sky's the limit with him. But what we're seeing in the AFC East, it's still the Patriots, but the Bills are right there, J.J., and, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Buffalo continues to get better and, and if the, the, the markets don't like what New England does in the draft or at the quarterback position. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Buffalo overtook them in the odds market as the favorite to win that division. Uh, right now I'm looking at it, and it's, it's basically dead even. Uh, you know, Buffalo's plus 145, New England's plus 110, so it's not that far off. You know, these, are, these teams are basically neck and neck. Fascinating. Do you think there's one quarterback particularly that could maybe swing it in the favor of the Patriots? Anybody that's out there? Mm. For me, the answer is no, because I don't see Cam Newton going to New England. I don't think that would necessarily work out. Good luck, Jameis Winston, throwing 30-plus picks for Bill Belichick. That would be a nightmare (laughs) to watch. I'd actually pay to watch that. Although, knowing the Patriots, who knows? They might actually get the most out of Winston. But I don't think there's a quarterback out there, Jared, that would put New England, for my money, in a position where I would favor them. I think Buffalo should go into the year as the favorites in this division. And I, I think they will. And I, I think, you know, I, I don't see any quarterback magically appearing out at, of at thin air that, that Bill Belichick's all of a sudden going to be able to mold into this perfect quarterback. I mean, I mean, I know it's still early. We still got the draft and, you know, a big chunk of free agency. But right now I'm looking at Jarek Stidham at the top of the Patriots draft chart. Uh, if you go to ESPN right now and take a look at that. So it, it's certainly a weird thing to, to kind of digest. Uh, I, I will say this. If there's one lock in this draft, it's that at some point, most likely in the first three or four rounds, the Patriots will be drafting a quarterback. I think it could be Jordan Love in the you know later stages of the first round. And you know that kind of fits what – what, what Bill likes to do in terms of molding quarterbacks that are, you know, maybe from heralded schools, 
but aren't necessarily big time prospects. And, you know, Love is definitely the fourth uh, of these four quarterbacks that will likely be drafted in the first round in terms of their pedigree, in terms of their talent, what they did at the collegiate level. So I, I, I don't think there is someone magically in for agency. I think it's pretty set right now that, that, that Newton to the Redskins is, is kind of the best fit with Ron Rivera there. Uh, Jameis Winston's obviously a wild card in all this. Right now on Pro Football Focus, Winston's the number one free agent left on the board, and uh, you know that's certainly up for debate uh, with, with some other guys out there as well who might be starters, and Winston might be a backup next year, probably will be a backup next year. Uh, but I don't think there's a guy out there. I don't think there's any magic elixir that Bills is going to drink, and all of a sudden the New England quarterback problems are going to be solved. Now, athletically, this guy's probably going to be a bit of a better uh, upgrade from what we saw with Tom Brady in terms of his physical tools, but running the offense, I mean, you're not going to find someone to come in here and, you know, sight unseen, hit the ground running. All right, Smitty, aside from Buffalo, who you like, who's had an offseason that has kind of caught your eye? Is there one particular team? Well, I got to say, I like what your Dolphins have done. You know, uh, that's music to my ears. There, you know I like that, Jared Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have a feeling I have a feeling this NFC East uh, is, is going to be a little, or the AFC is going to be a little bit better, uh, you know, at the bottom uh, than people think. Uh, the Dolphins win total, I, I think I saw it at five. I don't know if it's moved much since then. No, I, wow, it's actually up to five and a half. Oh, it's, it's gotten up to six now uh, on FanDuel. I saw it at five, uh, open at five uh, up, up in Circa. So, you know, there's a little juice on the, there's a little juice on the Dolphins. There. I'm telling you, six is a – I still think it's six. That's a good number. I, I, I think the Jets at six and a half. I mean, I have a feeling that you're going to have two or three teams probably be above 500 or at 500 in that AFC East next year, considering the Patriots are going to take a bit of a step back, as you would expect. So I think the AFC East is certainly interesting. Uh, you know, Dallas, what, what are you really going to get from Dallas next year? I'll be fascinated to see how this whole new experiment works with Mike McCarthy. Uh, and obviously you got Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott coming back. They underachieved so much last year, and the talent was so plentiful in Dallas, but they played so underneath it. You would expect them – uh, to have a big bounce back year. Uh, I, and again, you know, talk to me in a month or in a month and a half after this draft. I mean, I think the draft is going to change so much, especially with how many unknowns we have across the rest of the league right now with how a lot of these offseason programs are going to go. I am fascinated with how some of these teams handle the draft, especially the first few picks. You know, you would expect Burrow to go one and, and, and Young to go two. But after that, once we get to the Lions at three, you know, it's a real crapshoot. You know, is there going to be any movement? You know, we were talking earlier today. You, you know, you're worried that the Chargers are going to jump your Dolphins and take Tua or, you know, make even a bigger move even to the top of the draft. So, uh, you know, if, if, if the Dolphins do end up drafting your guy, Tua, I'm going to buy you one of those, uh, one of those houndstooth hats, maybe a little poster, a little Alabama poster to go in your room. Uh, you know, you're going to be one of the biggest Bama fans in the world there, JJ, if, uh, if, if, if uh, Tua is coming to South Beach. Oh, sign me up right now. I want to get to <laughs> somebody, though, who just got released. And Todd Gurley mm. is a guy that, you know, two years ago, Jared, was one of the best running backs in all football. He gets yeah. that monstrous contract from the Rams. Now he's a former member of the Los Angeles Rams. I'd be very concerned about that team. They don't have a lot of draft sure. picks. They don't have a lot of salary cap space. I know the coach is terrific. I know there's some talent there. But, I mean, my goodness, look at the rest of that division. You got Seattle with Russell Wilson. You got a Niner team that yeah. went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo. And then you got the Arizona Cardinals, who to me are building a nice little offensive machine led with Kyle Murray and now DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not buying the idea that the Rams are going to be some big time team next year. No, neither am I. I mean, I, I was kind of off the Jared Goff train, you know, last year. The Super Bowl hangover was real. And, you know, you saw it in full effect. I mean, I, I do think that the Rams had to get Murray or had to get. 
uh, that girly contract off the books. I mean, it was just a necessity. And, you know, the, the Clay Matthews news was kind of an afterthought. But I, 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 do think, I, I do think they needed to clear that cap space and they needed to figure out a way to move on. I mean, you know, we saw other running backs be successful in L.A. last year. And it, it, it is a unique situation. That division is tough. Uh, I, I think Arizona can make a little noise too at the bottom of the division, you know, with their win total. So I, I mean, I'd be I'd be shocked. I would be shocked if the Rams finish in the top two in that division next year. I mean, there is just so much talent, and even defensively. I mean, you've got to really bulk up defensively now. This is going to be one of the toughest. I think the the NFC South has the best quarterback pedigree in all of football now. You've got you know Brady and even you know Teddy Bridgewater going down there. But man, oh man, the West is just absolutely stacked with offenses and good offensive minds, good offensive coaches. And now you've got to deal with DeAndre Hopkins coming over. Arizona's going to be a powder keg next year. They've got to figure things out on defense. They were one of the worst teams in the league last year uh, in yards per play allowed. So that's something that they'll need to figure out because they're going to be facing some good offenses. But, man, that Cardinals team with a win total of seven, I, I, I could see Arizona being a 500 team next year. I don't think they're good enough to win the division yet, uh, but they could certainly make a step forward. Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Now, Jared, with the whole Brady thing, did you let the odds in any way kind of influence your take on whether or not he'd come back or whatnot? Like, is that something with Brady odds or even the draft for that matter? Like, will sure. you look at the odds for, you know, will Tua go third overall? Like, will he be a top five pick? Like, how much does that come into play for you when you think about like an offseason move or a draft move? Does it at all? It does. I mean, it, it'll certainly help me start handicapping it. And, you know, a, a, a great thing is kind of the quarterbacks and the running back totals, the wide receiver totals, what we're seeing in the actual draft itself. So, for example, you know, we're seeing, you know, wide receivers five and a half, and we're seeing major juice to the over there. Uh, you know, we're seeing the same thing on running backs. We're seeing over a half running back drafted, major juice, like minus 280 to the over there. So, you know, it, it is kind of interesting to see that. The quarterback, same thing. Four and a half quarterbacks in the draft right now on FanDuel. The under is minus 380. And, you know, the, the top three are pretty set in stone. You know, Herbert obviously is going to be the third one. You know, Tua and then Burrow at the top. And then you would expect Jordan Love to be that fourth guy. But then who's the fifth guy? And, and so, yes, I will use these odds as kind of like my baseline for when I'm looking at some of this stuff, some of these props. And then I'll kind of try to find the plus money value or I'll try to find the plus money pick that's, you know, as good as possible that I maybe can find it. Like with this quarterback situation, I don't see Jalen Hurts, someone reaching up to the first round and taking him. Could it happen? Sure. Did it happen with Lamar Jackson with the Ravens? Yes. Did it happen with Teddy Bridgewater and the Vikings where he was, you know, borderline first rounder and you know, Vikings reached up and grabbed them? Same thing with the Ravens and Jackson. It could certainly happen, but when you see the odds at minus 380 to the under, clearly the books are massively overexposed to that, and there is a reason for it. So I will have to dig really hard to see, well, is there a fifth quarterback that's going to be taken in the first round? And if I'm not going to find it, I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to bet the minus 380, not much value there. I'll probably just move on to another pick or to another prop that has a little bit more balance to the exposure. So, yes, the odds and where the numbers are certainly start my handicapping and then you know then I'll break it down from there and I do the same thing you know when I'm when I'm look, when I'm tracking line movement in the NFL during a regular NFL week I'll let the line movement and the numbers kind of start my handicap and then from there I'll dig into the matchups and the coaches and the players and the trends and that will determine if I do bet on it or not so the numbers are certainly a good place to start all right, Jared, before we get you out of here, it's going to be tough times for the next few weeks. might be tough times mm. for the next few months. 
what is going to be your advice to kind of fill the void <laughs> of all the sports that we'd be watching and maybe wagering on and all that good stuff? There's got to be something that you will maybe pick up the next few weeks. That's a great question. I was thinking about, so back when I was in middle school, before I started playing sports a lot, I was, I was a big, I played piano a lot. I was wow. actually very, I was pretty Musically good. Gifted. I know. How about I, that? I know. Well, I'm, well, I'm left-handed, JJ. So I've got a little bit of the creative artsy side to me. But then once I got to high school, I had to decide, do I want to do piano lessons after, after school or do I want to play football? So it was an, e- it was an easy decision for me. I want to play football. Uh, I want to play baseball and all those other sports. So I kind of gave up the music side. So I, I actually do have a small keyboard. It's not a very good one, but it's a small one that I might be, uh, I, I might be bringing back some of the old lessons because it takes time. You've got to really you know, put time into it, and you know, time is money these days, especially with all these crazy uh, games we've got going on 24-7. Usually when I get home from work or when I go to work, first thing I want to do is watch more sports or handicap more sports. But now, I don't know, J.J., I might be doing a little Beethoven, a little Bach. You know, I have to you know, whip out the old sheet music a little bit and kind of brush it off. <laughs> I like it. Maybe you could work on a JJ After Doc theme song and we could uh, oh, play it on the air in a couple weeks. I don't, look know. At that. That, I don't know. That might be a little oh, bit man. of a challenge for you, my friend. That, w- that would be a challenge, man. I- I- I've, been- I've been a fan of the theme song for quite some time. You know, you don't, you don't want to mess up a good thing when you got it, right? Smitty, I got you, bro. Appreciate a couple of minutes, man. <laughs> Stay safe. And hopefully the next time we're having a conversation, it's around draft time and we're going through who's going where and, you know, who I want playing quarterback for the Dolphins. It's really as simple as Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I do think it's going to be two of my man. I think I'm going to have to buy you that Alabama poster to go up and Give me a light. That's all I want. Give me a Hawaiian light. I'll <laughs> rock it with my Dolphin jersey the way we go. All right, Smitty, take right, care, good bro. good stuff. Have hey, a good one, Jared Smith over at Sports Grid having some fun with how the NFL futures market's going to change. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.